Welcome back to the podcast. Happy Tuesday. If you're listening on a Tuesday, because we drop these every Tuesday, because Tuesday just got better. Okay, you guys get the point. <laughs> um, Yeah, welcome back to the podcast, you guys. It is a Friday for me. I am ready for the weekend. This weekend felt very long. I have my second cup of coffee in my hand. If you're watching the YouTube video, let's just take a little sip together, shall we? Yep. That's just amazing. Simply, simply amazing. I am a, I'm a coffee fanatic, if you guys don't know. Um, I am wearing my Happy and Healthy merch. I'm in the cozy vibes. It's raining today in Dallas. It's been getting a little bit cooler, which for Dallas, getting cooler means low 90s. <laughs> That's so sad. It really is. It really is. But you know what? It's September now, and I will take a low 90, and I, I gladly will take that because Fall is my favorite season, and I, I just, I'm in the fall mindset. I really, really am. So, I will take any change of temperature. If you're watching YouTube video, I'm fixing my hair because it just looks like a mess. And with these headphones, it's hard to get your hair to look right. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I'm feeling good today. I'm ready for the weekend. Labor Day is this weekend. I have a lot going on, um, but I'm just, I'm pumped. This week was very long, but I'm very thankful. I've been working a crap ton, and next week's gonna be crazy, and this month's gonna be crazy. But I'm ready for another month. Um, I just did some really good self-reflecting journaling this morning, and I'm going to try to do now on my Instagram these monthly journal prompts. Um, So I just answered my own questions in my own journal this morning, and I'm really glad I did that. It was actually just very, like, revealing, and I felt very convicted about things and humbled, and I was like, okay, God, like, I get it. You're trying to tell me something cool. So just to encourage you guys to do that, if you guys do want to check out the journal prompt, it's on my Instagram under my journal prompts highlight, journal prompt prompts highlight tab so if you guys want to check that out um but yeah I'm I'm really excited for today's episode because it is going to be a little bit different than I've ever done before but I'm I'm really stoked for it so what I did today is I texted my podcast coordinator and I was like what if we had an idea where we react to their dating stories or their dating situations and I respond people submitted anonymously of course their dating horror stories but also like the situations that they're in and I just want to see What I think, if I can give you guys some advice, I'm not like a dating coach or expert, but I do feel like I've been around the sun enough times. I've learned a lot. I've read so many books. I cannot even begin to tell you how many books I read on dating and marriage and all these things, you know, attachment theory, so many things, trauma. So I just hope that I do have some good wisdom for you guys, but I'm just going to be basically going through y'all's DMs, responding to your stories. I'm Hoping I get some good, like, funny stories out of this as well. Because I need some lighthearted stuff right now. I just do. If you guys want to participate in the next one, um, because maybe we'll do this again for reacting to your blank, which I think you guys can submit maybe on the Instagram of, like, what else we should do next of reacting to your blank. Um, But this is the one we decided for today, which I think is fun. So follow the Happy and Healthy Podcast Instagram as well as mine because I post on there all the time. And uh, I'm excited for today's episode. So let's just get right into it. All right, you guys, I'm really excited to dive in. I reapplied some lip gloss. I'm ready for the tea. My lip gloss be popping. I'm excited for this. Okay, so the first one says, hi, I love your podcast. Here is my quote unquote horror dating story. I went on a date with an Aggie, first red flag. Okay, she was so right. Yes, major red flag. No, I'm kidding. Aggies are fine, whatever, but that's like my rival school. He took me to a crawfish boil. 
Do we really want to eat crawfish on a date? Um, not my first choice as a date. You're absolutely right, sister. I would not want to do that. She said, LOL. Anyways, his frat brothers were all there too. So it wasn't just like a one-on-one kind of deal. He was talking, joking, and vibing with them the whole time. Well, I just ate crawfish. And it was the most annoying thing ever. It just bothered me. Oh, no. She said, and y'all, I really struggle at reading out loud. And the thing that bothered me the most was that he kept trying to hold my hand the entire time. <laughs> Mind you, this was the this was only like the second date we had ever hung out. And he was trying to hold hands to impress his friends and quote unquote claim me as his girl. It just gave me the ick. Never he never even asked if it was okay to do so. He just grabbed it and wouldn't let go. Very weird, the whole thing. I never told him how I truly felt about the situation, but I did let him know I wasn't interested. <laughs> how do you even address it in the moment without embarrassing or putting him on the spot, you know? Thank you for this episode. Oh, my gosh. Honestly, I would have felt so uncomfortable. First of all, you're absolutely right. Dating an Aggie, bad idea. Secondly, I'm kidding about that. Secondly, crawfish boil on the second date. Yeah, not really what you want to do. You kind of want to be able to like really ask some questions and get to know them more. And probably what he was doing is he was like, oh, this will be like a non-intensive situation. I can kind of just, you know, feel it out, see around my bros. Like, I know what you're trying to do, fool. But also, that's not really what you want to do on like a second date. That's more like fourth date, fifth date type of vibe when it's like more chill and you feel comfortable with the person. But for him to just kind of go ahead and just grab your hand and then not let go and, like, claim you as his girl, yeah, I I would probably be getting the ick as well, to be honest. And I probably would have been pretty annoyed. And if it were me, I probably would have just yanked my hand away, which sounds mean, but I probably would have just been like, I don't even know. Maybe I wouldn't have because that is a pretty awkward situation when you just feel kind of stuck and you don't know the person. Um, And then you never told them. So, honestly... What I would have done, and I think what you did was right. I mean, if you really just weren't vibing, that's when you just kind of, after the second date, just shoot him a text or a call, a voice memo. Just let him know, like, hey, just want to let you know I don't see this moving forward. Thank you for the time. Thank you for hanging out with me. Thanks for bringing me. Um, and then you can address, say, hey, to be honest, you know, I am really looking for someone that really wants to take me out on dates versus something that um, – low-key this first on or this early on and just kind of do it in a respectful way not in like a bratty way but just more like hey I'm looking for someone that really wants to take this a little bit more serious in the beginning and really just kind of um do more real dating than this um you know no worries if that's what your style was that's just not my style but I'm looking for something just a little bit more serious and I just don't, I didn't feel totally comfortable on the second date. Um, but thank you again for everything. I appreciate it. I'm just not interested in this moving forward and best of luck to you. That's kind of what you got to do is you kind of just got to like put it out there, not roast them, like thank them for what they did do, compliment them, give like a compliment sandwich. So like, thank you for this, blah, 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 blah. Here's the issues I had. Best of luck to you. I don't see this moving forward. I only see you as a friend, whatever the case may be. Um, so you build them up, you kind of break them down and then you kind of compliment them again at the end and thank them so that they know that you at least appreciate the effort, but just let them know you can be straight up and just say, Hey, like I wasn't, I genuinely wasn't comfortable. That really wasn't my ideal, you know, type of second date. I was really looking for better conversation or something more one-on-one. -on -one. Um, but yeah, so I think that's my advice for that. Okay. Gosh, this is going to be a, uh, a long one Horror story, more of a warning story. I knew a guy for six years before we dated around a year. During that time, I discovered firsthand that his father was emotionally and verbally abusive to his mother. It was incredibly hard to, can, it was, uh, what would she say? 
it was incredibly hard to convey to my boyfriend that those behaviors weren't okay. He started to open his eyes and eventually he saw the truth. Well, we married and moved away. Within the first year of marriage, he started to mimic those abusive behaviors, always escalating when stressed. We tried to individually, we tried individual counseling, marriage counseling, seeking counsel at church, small groups. It all came back to his childhood trauma and his abusive father. At six years of marriage, I asked for a year-long trial separation because the cycle of abuse did not stop. The moment I took physical action and left was the moment that spiritual awakening happened. He went into inpatient treatment center for his unresolved childhood trauma, anger issues, and depression. He was diagnosed and started with medication. Then he surrendered to God and worked and worked and worked, and he has found healing, and he says he will never stop trying to be the man I deserve. It has been a year, and I'm thankful for my alone time with God. I'm closer than ever, and so is my husband. Point of me sharing this story is to warn you, but because although you married the man and not his family, it is that the family has shaped him, so be mindful of his background. I have no regrets because I have loved completely. What I have endured has shaped me, and my testimony can help other women because some because someone is broken doesn't mean that they don't deserve love. We are all broken and need Jesus. Wow. That was a story. Oh, my gosh. I was waiting for you to say at the end of it, like, and then we got divorced. But that is so redemptive. And that just, like, gives me hope and gives others hope that God can redeem something or God can heal something. And I'm proud of you for sticking it out. But also, I'm proud of you for knowing what you need and stepping away and being like, I'm going to take a year away from you and you need to get healthy. Not even necessarily being like, I'm divorcing you, but, hey, I'm going to step away while you get whole and healthy that is very hard and very, very commendable. And you are absolutely right. Like you're, you, who you are is a byproduct of your family, whether you want to admit it or not, which is why premarital counseling, asking the hard questions, um, getting therapy, or even just deeply diving into yourself, getting introspective into who are you? What am I byproduct? What am I accidentally repeating? What generational curses might I actually be bringing into my next marriage or my family or my next line? So, so important because whether we want to admit it or not, we are absolutely a byproduct of our surroundings, byproduct of our parents, byproduct of our generations. And so this man is a prime example of that exact thing of just because you think like, oh, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, and you don't deal with it, it will, you know, pop up somewhere eventually, which is why it is so important to deal with your childhood trauma, your wounds, reveal the things so you can heal them. Because you think when you get married, like, oh, all my problems are going to be solved. I will never do that. That's not true. You don't know that. And so that's why it's so important to heal. Make sure you're good. Make sure you've dealt with those wounds before you enter into marriage. Because next thing you know, you're repeating those same habits and patterns onto your your partner. And maybe you never even meant to do that. But that's why it's important to really check that. And even in marriage, still continue to check that and continue to be open to counseling and therapy and talking with your partner and loving them and choosing them and serving them and saying, hey, like, am I serving you well? Am I treating you well? And being willing to listen when your partner comes to you and says, that hurts me, that breaks me. But that's beautiful just to see that God redeemed it and he's worked on himself and um, that he's healed and stuff. And so I, I do feel sad for his parents and for that marriage. That is pretty, pretty sad. And I hope that God can redeem that as well. But thank you for sharing your story. That's absolutely crazy and also just very redemptive. Okay, the next one says, not much of a dating story, but it will be a funny story of mine. 
I went to high school with a boy and we had a few classes here and there together. Once we got to college, we started to text and get to know each other. He asked me to hang out before he left his Mormon mission trip and I said yes. We were going to get we were going to go to the beach and get Del Taco afterwards. I was so nervous and also super excited. He comes to pick me up. I get in the car and I thought I saw the Book of Mormon in the center divider of the car and I thought, "Oh, he must really be Mormon." So I don't have to worry about him trying to make a move or anything. Oh, gosh. What is she going to say? We get to the beach, and we were watching the most beautiful sunset I've ever seen. He looked at me, and next thing I know, he tried to kiss me. I was so shocked. I told him, no, you're leaving for your Mormon trip. In my head, they weren't allowed to do any PDA if they weren't going on a mission. He apologized. We ended up leaving shortly. I asked him if the book of his was Mormon or I asked him if the book of his was the book of Mormon. And it turned out to be a photo album. (laughs) It turned out to be a photo album instead, which made me giggle on the inside. I think he was so butthurt. I didn't kiss him. He took me straight home. Never got my Del Taco. Never heard from him again. Since then, I started dating the most amazing Christian man for over one and a half years and lessons to tell y'all my friends. Only date Mormons if you're Mormon. (laughs) That's actually pretty funny. And that actually kind of bothers me. That kind of bothers me that he just tried something on the first date and didn't ask you. I'm like, I understand if you want to try something, but if you're going to try something, at least ask me. So I don't like that kind of like entitlement. You know what I mean? That's just not cool with me. And also, I would agree. You know, if you're going to be Mormon, probably stick within the Mormon religion because they are quite strict and it definitely requires a different lifestyle. Um, I'm not condemning any Mormons, but I am just saying it definitely does have um, a very specific requirement for whom you marry and the type of lifestyle they have. And that's also just sad that he just, like, took you straight home. You didn't get your tacos. Like, get your dang tacos at least. Like, if you're going to go on the date, the man should have freaking fed you. But that's kind of a bummer that he, you didn't even get the tacos, to be honest. Um, but I understand probably why I didn't hear from him again. You know, you probably heard his ego or his pride a little bit, which tends to happen to men, but that's okay. Um, proud of you for, you know, doing what you got to do and say no. I think that's actually really hard sometimes to say no in the moment when you're like, oh, wait, uh, this is potentially super awkward, which it is awkward. But I do appreciate him apologizing. I will give him that. The next one is more of just an advice. And she said, how do you know if someone is the one? I've been taking this guy. I've been talking to this guy for a few months. And he does all the right things. And he's genuinely a great guy. However, my last relationship was so toxic. And I tend to crave that because it was my normal. How can I appreciate what I have and not resort to my old ways? Today's episode is partially sponsored by BetterHelp, and I've told you guys about them before, and I believe in them so much. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's pretty nice. But also, if you don't want to see their face, it's great. There's some beautiful faces on there as well. But I know that life can get crazy, especially just with the amount of things that we have going on in our lives with social media, all this stuff going on in the world. Sometimes we can just feel trapped or we can just simply feel like, man, I just really need someone to talk to. And that is where BetterHelp can come in. I actually started working with them as well, processing through some things in my life that I'm going through, just transitions and change and hard things, good things, all the things. I really recommend it. Honestly, it's been very beneficial. And so I really recommend you guys do this as well if you just need someone to talk to. And maybe you're wondering, well, you know, I can't afford it. Well, just so you know, it's more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. I can confirm that. That happened to me. 
space. So definitely check that out. If you guys do want to check it out, happy and healthy listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash healthy. That's better. H-E-L-P.com slash healthy. Let's get back into today's episode. And thank you guys so much for checking out BetterHelp. This is so, like, so, so important and something that I think as women, we we deal with this so much and so often. It's something even I relate to because I've had toxic relationships in the past and it's something that you really got to work through. You you might even want to consider getting a dating coach. I definitely would recommend even reading the book Attached. Um, I would just really try to self-parent yourself or self-talk to yourself And remember that as women or just people, we are creatures of habit. We naturally want to resort to what is familiar, what is normal, what we're used to. So when you get something out of the ordinary, you're going to panic and you're going to self-sabotage. And this is where talking to um, your friends about this or even parents or mentors and just saying, hey, can you help me process through this? Because when we are getting something that's out of the ordinary, it's an outlier within the graph, you know what I mean? It's, it's not as expected, and it's not something that we typically go for. It's not something we typically gravitate towards to. However, it's important for you to remember that as you're looking at your dating history, you need to look at your dating patterns and be like, okay, my patterns and my dating history and what I've normally gone for has not worked for me. So why would I keep going back to the same thing that has not worked for me? Why would I keep doing that? So now I'm going to try to do something different because just because it's different or unexpected doesn't mean it's less and it's not as good. Doesn't mean it can't still be good and something from God. That's where you got to really just kind of self-correct and really counsel yourself and to be like, okay, I'm going to be present. I'm going to try to get to know this guy. I deserve love. I deserve greatness. I deserve to be treated like a queen. I deserve to be seen and cared for and known and to have someone treat me like this and make me feel super, super special. And so, yes, as women, we are conditioned for toxic behavior, men flaking on us for us having to play games, for us having to convince people to like us, to prove ourselves all the time. No. We are done with that. That is not what we're doing any longer. We deserve to have someone that is wild about us, crazy about us, that serves us, that loves us, that goes out of his way, that makes us feel cherished and like he would do anything for us. Like that's the type of love that I want. Not a love where you feel like you have to change yourself, prove yourself, you know, be anything less than you naturally are or less than God created you to be. That's not what I think love is supposed to be. So You're just going to have to really stick it out and seek that peace and continually pray about it. Pray over and over and over. God, if this is my person, would you show me? If this is my person, give me peace. If this is my person, give me confirmation. Help me keep taking steps forward until you clearly show me not to take a step forward. And let the person bless you. Receive from the person. I think sometimes what we do is we shift into this masculine energy when as a feminine and the feminine energy, we're supposed to receive and let the man woo us let yourself be receptive and wooed by this man and I know that's scary but you're really just gonna have to take time to unlearn these habits catch yourself when you're doing that catch yourself when you're like I'm panicking I'm sabotaging and tell the person let them know to be honest I have had toxic relationships in the past I've been hurt in the past 
I just want to let you know, I am going to be a little bit more difficult in this area, but would you be patient with me? Would you be kind to me? Would you um, let me learn through you? Would you help me learn to receive and just talk through this with the partner? Because men love vulnerability. They love when you're open. They love when you communicate with them. And so it's going to take some time, but you just got to know, like you've got to break the pattern, break the habits of going back to what is familiar and unhealthy. And that is going for things that you don't typically go for, things that are different, things that feel weird and scary. But once you get over that, then you're going to be like, man, I'm so proud of myself for not going back to what I used to go to all the time and receiving something that's new and what I genuinely deserve. You go girl. I'm proud of you. It's going to take time, but you got it. Date within community and let your friends process this through you and with you. All right. I'm going to take a coffee break really fast. Hold on. I'm feeling a little shaky because I need to eat and I'm drinking coffee, which is probably not the best combo. Okay. I got another one. Not a real horror story, but I took two different guys to a tapas bar two consecutive weekends. The bartender remembered me and asked me if we'd be having the same drinks as last week. I told him I would, and so he turned and asked my date. Oh, snap. The guy said, uh, that wasn't me, dot, dot, dot. It must have been some other guy here. I'm not from here. The bartender was so embarrassed and said, I'm so sorry. Your drink is on the house. As we left the bar a while later, the bartender said, jokingly, a little warning next time, maybe call ahead and let us know. Ha ha ha, we laughed about it. That's like funny, but also like the bartender should probably know not to do that. But that's just kind of a funny story. But probably in the moment you're like, (laughs) I actually think I had something similar like that happened to me where someone like, because I have dated in the past a very specific type, which I am breaking off of finally. But I remember someone said to me like, oh, didn't you bring, I'll use two different names. Like they went up to John and they thought that John was Andrew and John was like, yeah, no, that wasn't me. And I was like elbowing my friend, like, shut up. It's not Andrew. And I was just so uncomfortable because they were like, sue me. Like you always bring around the same type of guy. And I was like, crap, you're right. And so it was kind of my fault, but something like that totally did happen to me. It was pretty awkward. Like I said, the last thing the, the DM that that girl just sent me about, you know, going for the same thing. That's me too. I'm breaking off of that. I'm learning. We are growing sisters. So proud of us. Go us. Okay. So the next one is I have a dating horror story, but would love to speak on it and share where it got me today and how, how it led me back to the Lord. I'm KT. I'm an ex-collegiate athlete. I'm very passionate about Christ working out and healthy lifestyle. During my relationship, I was never like this. Of course, everything is good in the beginning, and that slowly left. Mm, You're right about that one. Typically does, which is why you got to give it time, ladies. Red flags right off the bat, but I was so smitten, I ignored it, which I've talked about this. Give it time. If you see red flags, don't brush it off. So she ignored it. I was put down constantly. I felt stupid for things I loved. I was told... You're only posting for male attention. You're a whore. You're a slut. You name it. I was called that. The typical toxic relationship until things got real. I was being pushed away from God and making the man I was dating an idol to me. I praised him and was brainwashed. I really, I was really in a dark place, but I was too afraid to leave. I ended up getting pregnant and was stressed out. I didn't want an abortion, but I knew this is someone I shouldn't have a kid with. And he wouldn't let me tell anyone I was isolated. After a few weeks, I started having excruciating pain. I went to the ER and turns out my Philippian tube was rapturing due an ectopic pregnancy. I was scared out of my mind. I had to get surgery right away before it affected my other organs. 
After that, I knew I had to get out. I found out he was cheating on me all during that time and turned out, turned around it all back on me. I had a realization when I went to church that the sermon was about how men should treat women. They said the quote by Maya Angelo, a woman's heart should be so hidden in God that a man has to seek him just to find her. Love that quote. Love it. I almost cried because as much as I wanted to say, that's me, I just couldn't. I knew I had to walk away from this, and I know with God I will be okay. As traumatic as that was, I never would be where I am in my faith had that not happened. I really felt like it was really God giving me a chance to run back to him full force. I know I'm not the only one to suffer an ectopic pregnancy, and I would love to have and would love to have any other women know that they aren't alone. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. So again, an ectopic pregnancy is a pregnancy in which the fertilized egg implants outside of the uterus. The fertilized egg cannot survive outside the uterus. If left to grow, it may damage nearby organs and cause life-threatening blood loss. That is crazy. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I can't even imagine feeling how scary that is and feeling trapped and feeling lonely and isolated. And like you, especially when you're pregnant, when you're like, I want my partner to support me and be there for me. Instead, you're fighting against your partner and you don't feel that support when that's supposed to be something that's so exciting and and amazing at that time of your life. And it probably wasn't. And so, um, wow, I'm just so like glad that you're alive. Thank you, God, for doctors. Thank you, God, that you're alive. Thank you that you are surviving and you're thriving still and that you know that's what I always talk about is that how God can use crazy situations crazy stories for his glory and I just believe that you know no matter what the story is no matter how deep of sin you're in or how hard it can be or how far away you feel from God you're never too far away to come back he he's never left you he's never forsaken you he's always calling you home with arms wide open to him And so I'm just glad you got out. I'm glad you found freedom. You know, I was in a very toxic relationship like that in college as well, where I felt the very same way. I was trapped. I was brainwashed. I was scared. I was lonely. He pulled me away from God. He told me to not read anymore. He told me to, you know, ditch my family, ditch my friends, stop going to church, ditch anything that pulled me away from, you know, him. And that was just crazy. Absolutely crazy. So I can absolutely relate to you in that. And you're absolutely right with that quote. I think it's so beautiful. A woman's heart should be so hidden in God that a man has to seek him just to find her. I think that's so beautiful. And that's just a reminder for us ladies to seek God, seek him first. And when you seek God, you're going to be able to have better discernment and wisdom and know when you're dating someone, whether you're feeling peace or lack of peace about this person. And just a reminder, yes, everything can be beautiful in the beginning. Everything can be shiny and glimmery in the beginning. That's why it's really important to give it, you know, a lot of time to really see this man and his character and how he treats you. Bring around your friends. Bring around your family. Like, have people process with you and be willing to listen when someone says, hey, I'm seeing some red flags. And when you see some red flags, it's really important to not dismiss those because the very same thing that you did dismiss in the beginning that you're like, oh, no, 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 it's fine. That's usually what ends up breaking the relationship down the road. And those are the same reasons why you go to your friends later and you're like, I want to get out of this relationship. So it's typically those same things in the beginning. Just a reminder. But again, thank you for sharing your story. I'm so glad you found God again. You're back to him. That's beautiful. I love that. Okay. The next one is a dating horror story. This is going to be a fun one, I think. Actually, no, we'll see. Uh, Okay, so she said, not sure if this is the type of dating story you're looking for, but I was dating a guy who turned out to be married and his wife was pregnant. Are you kidding me? Why are men so scummy? She lived in another country, so he thought I would never find out. But God, oh, you know what? Here's what men need to know. 
Women are not stupid. We will always find out. We have this thing called the Holy Spirit and an intuition. We will always find out. We seriously always know when something fishy is going on. I can smell it from a mile of freaking way. And I'm sure y'all can too. So that's just so freaking dodgy. So she said, but God, God answered my prayers and showed me why I had a weird feeling in my gut. See, I knew it. Her gut knew. When I confronted him, he denied it. They were, he denied that they were still together. He admitted to them being married, but he said the marriage didn't work out. That's such a lie. At this time, I didn't know she was pregnant. After prayer, two weeks later, God showed me that they were, in fact, still together. I DM'd her, and this is when she confirmed it, and she told me she was eight months pregnant. Are you freaking kidding me? Whenever she confronted him, he told her and lied about it. You scummy, dusty, crusty man. Why are men like this? But I sent her all the proof and she asked me for it so she could show the divorce lawyers. I would wish this never upon anyone. It's the lowest thing a guy can do to anyone. By the way, I broke up with him as soon as I found out he was married, but he kept trying to, quote unquote, explain to me that I broke him up with no for no reason. LOL, the audacity. That is absolutely right. The freaking audacity of some men. And the fact that he lied about it, like, there's proof, bro. Like, she literally saw proof from your own wife. That is just messed up. That just, like, I just feel bad for the wife. Wife, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I hope your baby's healthy. I'm so sorry. Like, the fact that he has a child with her is really sad. This actually reminds me, you guys. This is my own story with this the other day. The other day when I was, um, well, let me first of all finish that. I just want to say I'm sorry to the wife. I think that men is that men are scummy. I think that God will always repay you and get get revengeance or revengeance back to that person. Like he will later end up eating his own dust and his own crap one day when he realizes, like, wow, I lost my wife and I my kid because of my consequences and my actions. Like that's just really sad. And I'm really proud of this woman for seeking the truth and telling the woman and also breaking up with this man. So good on you, sis. But my own story to this, which I don't know if it's like this or not. I don't know. But anyway, I was on the plane ride to Vail. And when I was um, going on the plane ride, there was this man that we were boarding at the same time. And he looked at me and I looked at him and I was just in my head. I was like, oh, yeah, that's an attractive man. But I didn't think anything of it. So went on the plane ride. It was a tiny plane since it was going to Vail. There's only two seats. And so I was supposed to sit next to this one woman, but the woman last minute switched seats. And so guess who sits next to me? The man that was boarding the plane that looked at me and I was thinking in my head, I was like, oh crap, it's the man. So we sit by each other and right as I sit down, he takes his headphones out. And I'm like, now why would you take your headphones out? For what reason? Like, did you want to talk to me? Do you have something to say? So I sit down and I'm like, cool, you know, if he wants to talk to me, dope, whatever. I was chilling, right? And then I immediately noticed that he had a wedding band on. And I was like, oh, what is going on? So before, well, actually, before I noticed that, he's asking me, like, oh, why are you going to Vail? What's the deal? And I was like, oh, I'm going for a wedding. He's like, oh, no way. I'm going for a wedding, too. And we were like, oh, is it the same wedding? And it turns out it wasn't. So we're just chit-chatting, blah, blah, blah. And then I saw his wedding ring. And I was like, oh, snap. Why does this man want to talk to me so much? And so immediately when I saw that he had a wedding band on, I was like, so where's your wife? Like literally flat out was just like, so where's your wife? Cause I'm like, if you're going to a wedding, why isn't your wife here? And I think he like caught him off guard and he was like, oh yeah, she's like already there. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And I just like kept asking questions about his wife. I'm like, 
so like how long have y'all been married and he's like oh we've been married for a long time he's like we've been dating for four years married for another four and he's like yeah we actually have a kid on the way and i'm like asking him like how'd y'all meet they went to texas so they actually went to my same college which is kind of funny but he just kept talking to me like i put my headphones back in i opened my bible i was journaling all the things but he just kept talking to me and i just kept being like this is kind of dodgy this man has a also, his wife was eight months pregnant. They'd been married for four years. Um, he's going to this wedding. We're sitting next to each other. And maybe he was just being cordial. Maybe he was just being nice. That's sweet. But also, like, I just don't know if typically, like, a married man's going to be asking that many questions. Like, we got into talking about jobs and work and what we live and what we studied at college. And I was just trying to kind of keep it pretty brief. And so, like I said, I put my headphones back in. And then when the flight ended... Um, I got off the plane. Actually, no, he got on, he got off the plane before me because he was the aisle, the aisle seat. And when we got off the plane in the catwalk or the, the tunnel to the airplane, he starts walking like super slowly. And I started walking even slower so that I wouldn't walk beside him. Right. And he starts slowing down and like turns around so that I could catch up with him. And I was like, Oh, I was like, I'm purposely trying to walk slower. So I don't walk beside you. And even though this man was attractive, whatever, it's like, you're married. I'm not going to, like, entertain that, right? And so he turns around and starts talking to me and walks slower and then, like, catches up with me. So we're kind of walking side by side. And I was like, dang it. And he's like, so on the way there, like, Vail to my Airbnb was about a 50, 40-minute drive. And I was like, dang, that's so much money to Uber. And he was like, oh, you should just take the shuttle that I'm taking. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> I was like, no, I just think I'm going to Uber. And so when we got on the, sh the catwalk, he was like, so did you decide? Like, are you going to take the shuttle or Uber? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to Uber. And he's just like fully walking side by side. I'm walking so slow. Like I'm trying to be like, okay. So I purposely stopped and like had to quote unquote fix my suitcase. And I was just like, hey, have a good day. Good luck at the wedding. And I like stopped. This man also followed me on Instagram, just heads up, because he was like, what do you do for work? I ended up telling him. He stalked my Instagram, then followed me, and I was like, that's interesting. Why did you follow me? You didn't have to. So I just thought it was fishy. Like, am I the only one that, that, that thinks that's just, like, a little bit fishy? Maybe I'm crazy, but I don't think that's crazy, because if my husband was doing that, like, if I was married and my husband was doing that, I would be like, why did you follow her? Like, what? That's kind of weird. So that was my story regarding that. Okay. Anyway, on to the next story and I'll probably start wrapping up here in the next 10 minutes this is the next DM okay so I just found out from someone that one of my close guy friends likes me we have been friends for a while now but I am not sure if I have feelings for him he is a great godly man he leads a bible study in our church and we have both never dated anyone I am 20 perfectly content being single in this season of my life and I think he would definitely be a great guy to date but I'm unsure whether it is the right season for me I'm kind of freaking out because I know he is the type of guy that would let me know that he's ready to pursue me if I am ready. I am just unsure whether I, whether or not I like him in that way. I'm not really attracted to him physically, but I know that's not important and that kid change with time. I've been praying for clarity and that God reveals the reasons behind why that would why I would be hesitant. But if any advice, that would be amazing. So this kind of goes back to what I was talking about, how we're just conditioned for a certain type, a certain checklist, a certain person that we normally gravitate towards. And that's fine. But I also think at some point, you've got to be willing to step out of that and give other people a chance. And so if you really don't think it's like the season to date, then don't date. But if you do feel like you are in the season to date and you could be willing to see this going somewhere, then I say, why not? Like you are just going on one date. I think something within Christian culture is that 
people think like, oh, we're going on a date. And so now I have to get married. It's like, no, no, no. You're not signing a covenant with this person by going on one date. You're just getting dinner. You know, it's just coffee. It's just dinner. It's just lunch, you know? So I would just encourage you pray about it. And if you feel good about it, ask your friends, be like, Hey, what do you think? And then just tell them, just say, Hey, I am open to going and seeing where this goes. Like on one date. I just, I don't know if I'm really in the season two date right now. And, um, and I am hesitant, to be honest, because I have really kind of seen you as just a friend, but I'm open to giving this a shot. I do think you're amazing. I think you're a great guy. So I would be willing to go on a date with you and just go on one date and see if it clicks or not. And I do recommend like before going on the date, pray Just say, hey, God, if this is someone that you want from me, or you recommend like I pray you would open my eyes, give me God eyes for this person and give me peace and clarity and discernment and wisdom. And if for some reason you don't, then, then don't like God, just take that away from me. But I always encourage girls. I'm like, give, give someone that you wouldn't typically say yes to a chance because you never know what could happen again in the unexpected and just keep moving forward. Take a step forward. Take, take it day by day until you feel like for some reason you're not supposed to. One of my girlfriends in Dallas, she started going on a date with this guy. I encouraged her, Hey, go on a date with this guy. I know it's different than what you normally go for. And so she was like, okay, you know what? You're right. They went on a date. They had a really great time. She said yes to another one, but she felt based off of community, other people, mentors, and even God herself that she wasn't supposed to move forward. And so even though she said yes, she told them like, I'm so sorry, but I actually don't think I'm supposed to go on a date with you again. And she rescinded it and she was very kind and she led with clarity, but she ended up sending me a voice memo being like, Hey, I just don't think I actually want to go forward with this person. And I was like, you know what? That's great. I'm really proud of you for even giving him a shot or a chance because you wouldn't have typically gone for that guy. So give him a shot. But of course, be prayerful. If you really don't think it's your season to date, then maybe wait. But when you do think it's a chance or when it's the season to do it again, give him a chance. See what happens. It's just one date. And who knows? You have no idea what God can do from one date, two date, three date, whatever. And just keep seeking that peace and that clarity. And I think you should give it a shot (laughs) because at the end of the day, like, looks fade but you want a man of character and if this man loves god and he's good character that's amazing but yes of course you want to have someone you're attracted to i of course totally agree with that okay this is a, gonna be a long one and i like it all right my ex who ghosted me gaslit me manipulated me he told me that he missed me that he regretted ghosting me and that he knew he wanted a future with me and that he wanted a second chance he told me that he got scared and he realized that he had feelings for me because he had been hurt in the past in other relationships where people left. Hmm. Maybe it was true, but also sounds like he's playing the victim. He continued to tell me he thinks about me all the time. And he's been keeping tabs on my Instagram, of course, duh. Because, and, but he doesn't engage with it because he doesn't think it's appropriate. He then told me he knew that he wanted a future with me, including having children. Oh my goodness. He reminded me that I have met his big sister, which was a big deal for him. I told him that I wasn't sure if I'd give him a second chance because he disappeared on me and it was, and he was horrible at communicating. You go girl. I'm glad you said that. He reassured me that it'll never happen again. Long story short, I had a moment of weakness after holding my boundaries with not being intimate. I broke it with him. The next day he said he wouldn't, uh, the next day he said that he would text me and never did and continued to watch my stories on Instagram. The sad thing is he's 28 and I had hoped that he would at least be transparent with how he felt instead of playing games and manipulating me at his big age. At at least I learned some lessons. Wow. That's 
just, it just makes me angry. It really makes me angry because that's what men do. That's why it is so important, women, to look at their action. That Men can talk, about, talk out of their butts all they dang want, like all you want. I always tell people, I'm like, I will watch your actions, and if they do not align, I am out because a man has to be a man of his words. He needs to back up what he is saying with his actions. When you see he is consistently not doing that, that is a red flag. That is a sign for you to dip out because that's just shady. I don't like that. And you know what? I understand if you had a moment of weakness, I get that. You know, when there is a tie there, when there's emotions involved, when there's all these feelings involved, I understand that. But I also do think that again, when you date in community and you're processing with friends and you're like, hey, what do I do? Help me. They'll help you stay strong. They'll help you avoid going back to the toxic ex. But I am not going to um, judge you for that because I know I've done that before, unfortunately. Um, but I just think that's so like sad that even though this man is 28, that's why age ain't crap. It's not. like Just because a man is 28, 30, 35, it doesn't mean crap I'm serious you want to look at their integrity and their character their patterns who they are who they surround yourselves themselves with how do they spend their time what are their words what do they say what do they do do they actually back that up like so many things like who is he what is his track record what has he been consistently doing why did his last relationship end so many things like that age don't mean crap like there's younger guys that I know that are so mature and so wise and they're godly dope guys and they're more mature than like 30-year-old men than I know. Seriously. So age doesn't mean crap. But that's just sad. But I'm proud of you for, you know, knowing your boundaries, not going back. And honestly, I would just even recommend blocking this, dude. That's the type of guy that you want to block. It's, it's like you don't get access to my life anymore. You don't get to watch all my stories. You don't get to creep. You don't get to peep. I'm out. And bye-bye. Moving on with my life. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that story. All right, so this other DM says, I dated my first boyfriend for almost two years. We plan on getting married in the future. He even told his parents he wanted to marry me. Almost a year into the relationship, I noticed he was talking to his ex and talking to another girl he basically dated right before we got together. This ended up creating trust issues and daily anxiety for me for the last year of our relationship, understandably. He would lie and say he loves me, and the other girls didn't matter to him. Fast forward to this past February, we broke up, and not even a week later, he was hanging out with a girl he told me not to worry about. It's always the girl they tell you not to worry about. What the heck? After that, I gained so much anger and hatred for him, and I don't even know how to get past that, especially the fact that the whole thing made me look like made me look dumb. I dropped my friends for him, completely lost myself in a relationship over a year of my life with a toxic person who manipulated me into thinking he wasn't toxic. My question is, how do I get over the hatred and the anger towards him? How do I get over the anxiety of worrying that I will end up in the same toxic relationship with someone else? Okay, so understandable why you feel this way 100%. I would definitely recommend listening to some of my podcasts. One, how to not lose yourself in a relationship. Number two, toxic relationships. Three, dating mistakes you should avoid. I would say those ones for sure. Um, I would say that it just you need to take some time. I would 100% like block this man completely cut off communication and take time to heal. I would avoid dating for a good bit. Um, and just remembering as you are dating down the road that not every man is like this. And I think sometimes, again, you got to really look for the signs in the very beginning. Again, make sure you look, do his actions, back up his words. And when you start, excuse me, when you start to see that they're not, that's when you need to start questioning this person and starting to be like, 
I don't know. Something ain't right here. Again, you also said that you um, ditched all your friends in this relationship. I understand that, but that is something that I never recommend people do is, again, when you listen to my um, How to Not Lose Yourself in a Relationship, I talk about how it's really important to date in community community and not drop all your friends for this person because when they leave, then what happens? Like, you're alone. And so I'm sorry that this happened to you. That is really sad. It's really unfortunate. I've been in these same situations before. It's really, really painful. And you do feel dumb. You're like, why would I let myself fall for this person? What's wrong with me? Why would this happen? You know, you definitely start to question yourself. And that's like what these people do is they make you question yourself, question your abilities, your who you are. And that's just, that's not what I want for you. You're still a gem. It's not going to happen when you find a godly man, a man that's of integrity and he's going to pursue you. He's going to choose you. Pray for that person. Pray for that now. Pray that God would heal your heart. Pray that God would change your mind towards men or that the next person you date, that this would not happen. That Pray for your future spouse now. That when you meet the person, you'll just know that they are a man of integrity and honesty and communication and clarity. And so again, look for the signs early on. And again, you cannot trust someone very in the very beginning. You gotta see throughout time, at least six months, three to six months, Are they backing up what they are saying? Do I trust this person? Do I feel safe with them? Do I feel seen? Do my friends see like, see that this is a good person too? So you really got to just ask all these questions. Take time. Do not start planning your future with them right in the beginning. Do not, you know, fall into the fantasy world right in the beginning. You really want to see some things. And so I'm sorry that happened to you, but I would recommend maybe speaking to a counselor about this or your best friends, parents, mentors, someone. And then when you date, just try to remember that this person is not your ex because a lot of the times what we do is we project everything onto the next person and you have to remember like, this is not my ex. But if you start to see the same patterns or the same similarities in your ex, that's where you need to look at yourself and be like, why do I keep going for that same thing? There's still a wound in me or something, my inner child that's not healed, something in me that's not healed that I need to deal with before dating again. So maybe take a dating fast, maybe ask the Lord to show you why do I keep doing that? What about this person do I keep being attracted to? Why is there a lack in me or something in me that's broken that needs to be healed so that I don't keep going back for the same type of person? Um, So I'm really sorry that happened to you. Those would be my thoughts on that. And I think there's one last DM I want to read to y'all. All right, here is the last one. And I think this one is absolutely hilarious. I'm sorry that I can't read all of them. Let me know if you guys want a part two of this because I just think this is honestly freaking hilarious. So, okay, this is the last one. She says, LOL, this is a dating horror story. I met this guy at a coffee shop. He asked to take me on a date, so I said yes. We met at the same coffee shop for our date a couple days later. I'm pretty sure he was high. And when he gave me a hug, he said I smelled sensual. What the heck? heck? Later on throughout the date, he asked if he could go back to my place. Or he asked if I wanted to go back to his place. I said no. Then he asked if I wanted to walk around the outdoor shopping center, South Lake Town Square. So I said sure. When we got there, he walked us into Victoria's Secret, and he said he was so turned on that I could pull off everything in there. Oh, my gosh. Literally barf. I told him that I'm not really like that. Then he told me he, I could pick out anything I wanted and that he would buy it for me. I said, no, thank you. And then I told him I had to go to a study group so I could leave. This was in college. Oh, my gosh. Ew. That makes me just, like, feel so creeped out and, like, ugh. That's just weird. I hate that. That man clearly has some issues. And I just think that's weird to go on a first date to take her into Victoria's Secret and say, let me buy this for you. I'm like, 
get your little dusty, nasty, gross mind like off of my body. That's ugh. I just feel gross by that. So um, thanks for sharing that story. I'm glad you left early and I'm definitely assuming he, he didn't get a second date. Anyway, those were the dating horror stories as well as just giving you guys some feedback on some dating questions that you guys have. Um, this was really fun. It was different. I really enjoyed this. Let me know if you guys want a part two um, because I couldn't read everyone's DMs. Unfortunately, there were some good ones in there. I'm sorry. So let me know if you want a part two eventually. I definitely will do that one day. Um, and yeah, thank you guys for listening to today's episode. I know this was different, but hopefully you still got some some good advice out of this. And you just guys have to remember that You are so worthy. You are so valuable. You are worthy of being pursued and seen just because maybe you're single right now or just because you've been through something traumatic or you've had a bad breakup doesn't mean that God does not still have good for you and greatness for you and a good godly man for you. Be intentional about praying for that, waiting well, um, doing singleness well. I promise you it is worth the wait. There are still good men out there. Do not lose hope. Not everyone's like your ex. Not everyone's like that first date. Not every guy is bad. And just be prayerful for your spouse now. I really believe that that matters and it works. And you are worthy of being pursued. You are valuable. Do not let a man devalue you. Do not let a man you know, take advantage of you, like your, your body, your, everything about you is just so worthy. And I want you to see yourself as that, because when you see yourself as worthy and a daughter of the King, you don't let everyone have access to you. You only let your husband have certain, um, access to you in ways that no one else deserves. And so just remember that not everyone gets access to you like that and take time Pray through it. Be in community when you date. And I I love y'all. I'm rooting for you. I'm cheering for you guys always. And thank you for listening to today's episode. And just so you guys know, Happy and Healthy Totes are back in stock. I'm not sure if they are going to be in stock when this podcast goes up, but they should be in stock still. So check those out on JanineMapola.com. Anyway, love you guys so much. Thanks for checking out today's episode. I will see you guys next Tuesday for another episode. Let me know if you guys enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed it, and I'll see you guys next Tuesday. Until then, stay happy and healthy. Bye, y'all.